Okay, we are rolling for another episode. This is exciting, guys. Don't you think it's exciting, Billy? Oh, yes, Mr. James. I think it's wonderful. It's always exciting. You know what I think is exciting? No, Mr. James, what is that? That so many fans love you as a character. Wherever I went this last year, Billy, and I would talk to people about the James Arnold Taylor podcast, which you're listening to, by the way. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Welcome. Hello there. People, I'd say, who's your favorite character? And the majority of people would say they love you, Billy. You okay? You oh, don't cry, don't don't cry, Billy. It's, that's just the nicest thing that anybody's ever said. That's so beautiful. That's so lovely. That's wonderful. And I just want to say thank you to all of them. I I, I thank you. You like me. You really really like me. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's true, Billy. People like you. You know why I think people like you, Billy? No. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Because you're kind, you want to do the right things, you are here to help the show, you're my intern on the show, for those of you that don't know who Billy is, Billy is the intern here on the show, you're always there, you're very generous, you are, you exemplify how we should try to be in life, is just kind of uh, enjoy life, you're happy, you're (laughs) fun-loving, well, you're crying right now, but that's okay, it's okay, you're doing great. (laughs) Okay, I... I do. I, 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 it's okay. Why don't you just go sit and, and, you know, and Hank, hey, Hank. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, see, you're not here. What? <laughs> you're not the one that people say is the favorite. What's not the love? Hey, come on. You know, I'm wonderful. <laughs> and you're so humble. You console Billy. We're going to get going with the episode. Let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yes, James. We have a special episode here. Yeah, man, it's the one where you make Billy cry. No, I, I didn't mean to make Billy cry, but it, I didn't. It's the kind, it's, anyways. And people love you, by the way, too, Mr. Announcer Guy. A lot of people, and people, when I'm at the table, and then I'm signing, and we're talking about the podcast, and then people go to leave, they'll say, I'm going to go now, like you. Yeah, man. And then, and then yeah, man. And hey, dude. So, we have an episode that we're going to talk about my movie, Hidden Blessings. I've been promising this for a few episodes. So this is the episode where we talk about Hidden Blessings, okay? Got it, dude. Cue that music, Jerry the Music Man. You got it, Mr. Announcer Guy! Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Talking to myself, the Jatcast. Oh, it's so beautiful. On today's show, Jat's gonna fill you in on his movie, Hidden Blessings. So now, here he is, the same guy that's doing all the voices you're hearing, including this cool one, man, James Arnold Taylor! Wow, big ending there. Nice. Well done, dude. So you know about the movie. You all know. You've all seen the movie. Billy, you've seen the movie? (laughs) Yes, it made me cry, too. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Sorry. Mr. Announcer Guy, you saw my movie, Hidden Blessings. What did you think? I thought it was super cool, man. All right. Hank, what do you think? You know, I mean, I think I think it was a good movie. Uh, I would have preferred if it didn't have you in it. Oh, come on. See, Hank and I, this is we kid. He acts like he doesn't really care for me, but he really does. And I really care for him. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Jerry the Music Man, did you see Hidden Blessings? Yeah, James. I thought it was Jake. Jake? Oh, like Jake the announcer guy? Oh, hey, we should have different trailers for the movie Hidden Blessings with different voices. So, Mr. Announcer Guy, if you did a trailer and said Hidden Blessings, coming soon, what what would that sound like? Yeah, man, it would sound like this. Cue that music, Jerry. 
Hidden Blessings, coming soon. Okay, and now let's bring in your brother, Charlton. Hey, hey, Charlton, we haven't had him in here in a long time. By the way, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, 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 Charlton, come on in. Yeah, James. How are you? So Charlton, as you can hear, he's the kind of the the sweet, older, you know, let me tell you a story kind of guy. And so if, Hidden Blessings, I'm doing auditions basically with all of my announcer guys here, Mr. Announcer Guy and all his brothers, to see who would do the the proper movie trailer voice for my movie, Hidden Blessings, which is a movie I finished this last year. I'm going to tell you all about it in this episode. So Charlton, you're that kind of sweet folksy folksy that's what i was looking for folksy kind of sound hidden blessings that might make sense actually for it so what would your audition hidden blessings coming soon all right james let's take a listen cue that music jerry hidden blessings coming soon oh that's very sweet that's very nice i like that and then jake jake your younger brother mr announcer guy he's kind of the big intense movie trailer guy i don't know if he'd be the right voice for hidden blessings because it's not that kind of movie but jake hey jake Yes, James. Give me, give me your best audition for the trailer voice for my movie Hidden Blessings. Hidden Blessings coming soon. All right, James. Hidden. Hidden. Blessings. Blessings. Coming. Coming. Soon. Okay, yeah, I mean, you know, again, not really, I don't know if that sells the movie the right way. And what about George? We got George as well. George is kind of the sweet romantic comedy voice guy. Hey, George, come on in. It's getting really crowded in here with all you guys. You're all much bigger than me. Yes, James. I'd love to audition for the trailer voice for your movie, Hidden Blessings. Go ahead and cue that music. He's so happy. Hidden Blessings. Coming soon. Yeah, you know, I'd say it'd be a toss-up between you, George, and Charlton. They're both kind of, that that kind of fits it. But Mr. Announcer Guy, you did a very nice one, too. We need, do you have, you don't have like a, like a younger cousin or anything that does like a young... I'll get my nephew, Zeke. Zeke, okay. Let's bring in, hey, Zeke, come on in. Hey, dude, what's up? Oh, Zeke, yeah, you're very cool. Yeah, man. So you totally want me to do a trailer voice for you? Cool. I brought my own music, so I'll just play it, you know, I'll just do my own thing. If that's cool, if you know what I'm talking about, I'll just kind of roll with it and just see. And I was also thinking maybe I'd change up the copy and all of that too, you know, you, you dig, bro? Uh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Go, uh, yeah, go go ahead, Zeke. Fully. Check it. Okay. Uh, and I just have it on my phone, and I'll just patch it in, and then it'll just come through right there, right? It'll be awesome. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Dudes, check it. Hidden Blessings. This movie is sick. Check it. Streaming soon, dudes. Don't miss it. Brah. Okay. Yeah, that's... That's... Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Zeke. Nice to meet you. Yo, unks. Late. Boy, yeah, he's... um, <clears throat> He's... Well, I mean, you know, he's got that sound. Okay. Well, so, I think... We'll just, you know what, guys? I'll get back to you all, and I'll let you know who made the audition and all. But you you all sounded great, and I'm going to talk about the movie Hidden Blessings now on the James Arnold Taylor podcast, okay? All right, guys. Thank you. Everybody's out of here. All right. Thanks. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. So, years ago, for those of you that have followed me for many years, and there's many of you, and I, I know you know who you are, and I know who you are, and I thank you because you always comment on things, and you're always wonderful. Years ago, probably about four or five, I guess about five years ago, I wrote the script to this movie 
Hidden Blessings, but it was actually at the time I was calling it Sons and Daughters. And I had been having lunches with my dear friend, Catherine Tabor, and I was telling her about this movie idea that I had had for all these years and had been kind of kicking around a script and all of this. And then the two of us talked through a lot of different things and came up with the idea to have a female character in it that wasn't in the script originally, because what the movie is ultimately is, I wanted to tell a modern day version of the biblical parable, the prodigal son, which is in the Bible in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, 11 through 32. Now a parable is what? Well, let's go. Let's go to the dictionary and find out what the dictionary describes a parable to be. Okay? Let's just see. This is how we figure things out, by the way. You don't always have to just Google everything or ask your phone to tell you. Although I am using my phone, I'm going to a dictionary, although I leave actual dictionaries out and about in the house and you can pick them up and you can read them. So definition of the word parable is a usually short fictitious story that illustrates a moral attitude or a religious principle, okay? The parable of the prodigal son or the lost son is basically telling the story. Jesus is telling all of the people that are listening. He would, he would get up and he would tell these parables so people could relate, right? Much like we have in podcasts, we tell stories, we relate things, you know, when we meet each other, just like current day storytelling. You go to see a movie, it makes an impact on you and it's because it's relating to you, right? So that's that was the way that we spoke. It's the, it's the same way we still speak this day and age. Jesus spoke through story. All of us have a story. Whatever you believe, okay? You know that, again, I'm open about my faith, but I never try to push it on anybody. I'm just telling you, this is how I operate, okay? And it's important to know what we believe and why we believe it and know more than we want to know. So we hear each other's stories, we hear and we learn from the way other people talk. So when I wrote the film, Hidden Blessings, which was originally called Sons and Daughters, I wrote it as a modern day's telling of the parable of the lost son, the prodigal son. So rather than me just going on and telling you all about it, what I did was yesterday I sat down with my partner in this movie, my producing partner in this film, Matthew Buds, and we sat down and just told stories, talked about the movie. So for you now, I felt the easiest way and the funnest way was to bring in the person I did the movie with. So my time with my buddy, Matthew Buds, talking about the movie Hidden Blessings. Take a listen. Matt. Yes. How are you, man? I'm good. We are here at Jat Studios, yes. a place where we've spent a lot of time. It's like a we, second home. Yeah. It's like a first home for me. It's weird because <laughs> it's just my home. But Hidden Blessings, there's a big story to be told about this movie because mm -hmm. I think the coolest part about it is that it's just, just like this right yeah. here. You know exactly what I'm saying. Yep. It was just you and me making a movie. And for those of you who aren't watching on the video stream, because there isn't one, James is pointing back and forth between the two of us. You know, I, I go back and forth with video stuff, but after making a whole movie like that, you're like, oh man, I can't, uh, I can't see record all the 4k yeah. multi-camera and then we'll do angles and we got to get the lights right. We'll just live with audio. Yeah. Audio is good because yeah. we don't have to focus. Exactly. <laughs> So thanks for being here Absolutely. on talking to myself, talking to myself, but not, I'm talking to you now. Actually, and, James is doing my voice too. I'm amazing. <laughs> so Matthew Buds, filmmaker, writer, producer, director, actor, uh, boy, you're very talented. <laughs> and we 
we should like go back and say kind of the whole story of how we met and everything mm-hmm. too, because you've been on some of my YouTube stuff before and people would, would have seen you because we, the comic shop, right. which we're still trying to get made. And that's a whole other, that'd be a whole other episode, I mm-hmm. suppose. But Hidden Blessings was the result of the comic shop. Does that make I think sense? that's a safe, well, yes and no. So, I, you know, you can tell better on this part of the story, but you had already written the script. Yeah. And you had already shot a few scenes from Hidden Blessings five, well, now probably six, seven years ago. Right. Well, about, yeah, like five, five or six years ago, I guess. And it was uh, called Sons and Daughters at the right. time is what I was calling it. So l- let's back up. Hidden Blessings is a movie about a young filmmaker who inherits a painting from her mother. Mm-hmm. It turns out that it is a famous artist painting and then as you look deeper it turns out this guy's a bit of a recluse nobody's ever interviewed him and she has this opportunity this golden ticket if you will to get this because for some strange reason he answers her email that she says hey is this your painting and then he invites her out to his place to come out and interview him and his family and tell the story of who he is gregory davidson is his name but before that so matt buds and i we are in a Bible study together right. during the pandemic on Zoom. Yes. And we both are living in California at the time. And we are, we're both kind of, I'd say kind of, you know, mentory kind of figures to some of these young filmmakers. Right. And I had had an idea of, there's a book called um, Father by God, which yep. is a great book by John Eldridge. And I, I was like, I wanted to do a kind of a Bible study book study of that book. So I was talking to a couple of them, James Burns. Yep, shout out, James, yep. Burns, James Burns, Jesse Chapman. Yep, Alexander Stevens. That's right. And, and so we were talking and I said, yeah, we could form a little thing. And they said, hey, we got this, this friend of ours, Matt, and we feel like he'd be a good fit in all this too, right? Is that, mm-hmm. I mean, is that kind of how, because did they say, hey, do you want to do this book study with us? Or I don't know that side of it. Yeah, so Jesse James, Jesse and James <laughs> and I were doing a, a, I wouldn't call it a writer's group, but we had met through this program out in Los Angeles called Act One, mm-hmm. which uh, prepares writers, producers, and directors to be more effective in their careers in that industry. Okay. Um, okay. So we had we had all gone through different years, but we had all gone through a couple of the programs that they provide. And so we had created a small writers group, but it was more like a accountability group as cool. a writer. Yeah. And so we had met several times and then uh, James brought it up specifically and said that you and he and a couple other folks, including Jesse, were going to be doing this book study. And I said, yeah, I mean, if, if it's okay, I'd love to be with you guys. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me, you know, Why not? so that's kind of how it started. So we get on the line the first time. And then we realize, oh, we're we're the two old dudes. Yeah. Right now. now I'm older than you, even, but uh, I'm the really old dude. We just realized, oh, we had a ton in common. Ton in common. Because I mean, yeah, we're we're just a couple years apart, yeah. but we grew up in the same time period. Right. We understand. We speak the same language, and they are wonderful young men. So we had a great time. We never finished the book, unfortunately, no, we didn't. because life got in the way. And one day on the Zoom, I say, "Hey, everybody, I'm." I'm moving. And then you go, I'm moving too. We end up moving to the same place. Yeah. We're about 20 minutes away from each other. I think that that was really kind of a God thing. It was really yeah. cool. Because for clarification, I was not stalking James. No. I just want to make sure <laughs> that people know. I did follow him by a couple months, but yeah. we had no. both independently with our wives and, and families had decided, no, this is where we should be. Yeah, And then it was just, yeah, like you said, God timing. Yeah. So we sat down and in this room where we're at and started going, what would we write 
Mm-hmm. And we came up with, well, I had had this other idea of this and this and this. And then you just were able to kind of focus me and center me. You're, you're like, you know, Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan. <laughs> and so, uh, but you're younger. I don't get it. I'm still, I'm, I'm in need. But um, we just hit it off with our writing mm-hmm. skills and writing together. And so we wrote the comic shop pretty quickly. It was very quick. In fact... I think we finished the first draft in like three weeks. It was crazy. But that was you and I sitting in a room for eight hours a day, talking, recording, uh, audio. And then you would be, you know, and this is, I'm typing on a keyboard (laughs) all night long. And you go, Hey, I've got like 25 pages down. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It worked really cool. And we would do a little, um, three by five cards mm-hmm. we'd write out scenes, scenes and ideas yeah. and characters and all of that and flushed it all out and put them up on the board and and looked at that and then yeah we just for for weeks yep. we did that yep. and then more drafts and more yep. drafts and finished drafts and then we go to this thing this it's called the nrb yes. what does that stand for national, national religious? religious broadcasters okay right. yeah and Originally, it was it was focused on um, radio, radio, and yeah. now it's expanded into uh, television and film. Right. So there's this big convention out here, and everybody said you should go to it. Mm-hmm. And then they had a thing called a pitchathon. Yeah. Right. So the pitchathon is where people can pitch their movies or their ideas or their finished movies right. or all of that. Right. And we pitched the comic shop. So we made a trailer. Then that was the oh that's so that was the other thing we did. Yeah. We should make a trailer. So Joe Hogan. Uh, a talented lot of people, artist. yeah, very talented artists. A lot of people listening probably know Joe Hogan because Joe has done art for me for years for my stage show and such. And so we called Joe and we said, Hey, can you do some art for us? We're going to make a trailer for the comic shop that is a motion comic, motion comic, a right. motion comic to really give an idea of what it is. Here's the issue that came from the motion comic. <laughs> Everybody then said, Oh, it's animated. Right. Because, oh, well, James Arnold Taylor, yeah, given your history, Arnold Taylor right? is yeah. an animation guy and all of that. So it must be an animated movie. Oh, this is really great. And we're like, no, it's not animated. It's, it's live, live action. action. <laughs> so we end up making another trailer that's mm-hmm. the live action trailer. And we put all those out. Those are on YouTube. People have probably seen them. People listening have probably already seen these. Explaining what the movie, the comic shop, was going to be all about. Now, we've got the pitch. And we go to this NRB thing. Mm-hmm hoping somebody will go great idea let's make your movie well nobody did well well no, no, that's not 100 percent true now out of the six people we talked to six six companies we talked to yeah at least five were like this is a great idea it's affordable yeah. we could do this very easily send right. us all your info yeah and then and then nobody then nobody <laughs> well but they all also said this they yep. said to us do you have anything finished right and we're like yeah, we got a finished script. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, do you have any finished movies? No. So that made us think, well, okay. And that's when I finally said, you know, Matt, I've got a script mm-hmm. and I've got these nine scenes yeah. I already shot. And I showed them to you and you're like, well, these are great. Yeah. I'm like thinking like a producer, 30% of the film's already shot, man. What yeah. <laughs> that, but that was really it. Yeah. When you said that, was right over there and you're like 30% of the movie is done. Yeah. I went, oh, Okay. And then we just had to try to figure out how to cast it. Right. And we started by going online and just trying to find people. I think it's important to kind of talk through this process yeah, for people I because agree. a lot of young people may be going, how do you make a movie? How mm-hmm. do you? Because the other thing is, is Hollywood and the world would say, you can't. Right. I mean, you can't. They'll, they'll say all the time, oh, yeah, kids are going to make movies on iPhones. But they're basically going to go, yeah, but you can't. But you can. 
if you have a really good story. Yep, agreed. Uh, you know, uh, thankfully, I borrowed from the Bible, so the story was <laughs> probably one of the greatest parables. Well, the great—I'd say probably the greatest parable ever that Jesus tells mm-hmm. of the prodigal son was the basis for this movie. Agreed. So you start with a great story and then you expand from there. And so now how do we put real life people in the modern day life situations? And I've had variations of this script in my head for literally three decades. Originally, it was going to be they owned a winery. We were going to shoot Mm -hmm. it out in Sonoma. It was going to be an epic big movie and then turned into, well, how can I make it on my own? Well, I can shoot it as a documentary because mm-hmm. I got cameras, I got gear, I got good stuff. I can do it that way. And then I, and I love documentaries. A lot of people don't love documentaries. I love documentaries. I think, I think more people are learning to like documentaries now too. So I thought, and I had made another movie. I made a comedy once a few years back called The Comedy Team of Pete and James as a faux documentary, kind of mm-hmm. like Waiting for Guffman or Best in Show, Christopher Guest movies. But this was different. This is a drama. Right. So we started to explore it. Yep. And- how do we do this? So we knew for one, we were both cast. And hey, <laughs> we're making a movie. I want to star. <laughs> yeah, right? that's right. Well, but so now let's go back. I mean, we're kind of, kind of pieced this together. Mm-hmm. So this was 2023, 22, 2022, 2022 yeah. that we went, let's start yeah. making this. Cause yeah, we finished the movie. Has it been almost a year? It's been almost a year that we've, since we finished. The I believe film, our I last now. shoot day, we wrapped everything on February 5th last year. Wow. Yeah. It's coming up on a year. Right. And we edited as we went mm-hmm. and we did all the editing. We did all the sound. We did all the, every, all the, you know, the camera lighting, everything, special effects. Yeah. I can't wait for people to actually see this movie. So then we can kind of talk about it and we'll have you back on and we'll talk about it more because there are actually a lot of visual effects in this very small little movie yeah. that you'd never know. Right. Which means we did it right. <laughs> Nobody's nobody has figured it out or seen it. So Nobody's ever right. said anything. But so okay, so hidden blessings. We want to tell the story of this young filmmaker. She's a gal in her twenties that inherits this painting, as I said, and she's going to go to this guy's place and interview him, mm-hmm. and what's going to ensue because she has her own agenda as well. The character's name is Lydia Drake. I named her Lydia. Thinking because my daughter's name is Lydia. So I thought, oh, I'll name a character after my daughter. <laughs> and then I go to make a movie that my daughter is in because yep. my daughter plays a character named Trinity in the movie. And then on set, you've got Kylie, who's playing Lydia, Lydia. and Lydia, who's playing Trinity. Right. And we go, okay, Lydia. And they both go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I don't recommend, even as much as you think it's a lovely note to name a character after somebody that is in the forefront of your life, it makes it difficult. Anyways, so we start going, what do we do? We're... We know how to make a movie, right. the, two of, the two of us. We've done, we've worked in production. We've done, we have all this experience between us, mm-hmm. yet it's just us. Right. What do you say, Matt? You say? Two guys, three cameras, and a light kit. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so... With this, we had, yeah, we had three cameras. Mm-hmm. You had the first one. You had a Canon 90D. That's it. Yeah. Now for all the, the people that don't know tech stuff, this might be boring, but I love tech stuff. I think you I love do. tech stuff as too. well. And so what do you shoot a movie on? Well, we wanted it to be in 4K mm-hmm. because I had had some Canon 5Ds, Mark 3s, which shot in 1080 
beautiful, beautiful yeah. 1080. Yeah. But 1080, for those of you that don't know, so there's the different, you know, we have the regular four by three was the standard television, the box, the square that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then it went to widescreen, which is 16 by nine, which is 1080 mm-hmm. essentially. And then 4K now makes it bigger. It's a bigger dimensions. I can't remember what they are. 2160 by 31. What I got it. I, yeah. I can't remember. But I can never remember. You would ones. think if it's 4K, it should just be 4,000. But it it's should, not. But it's not. Yeah. Okay. And the whole thing behind 4K is that it's the, the pixelation, the, the, the picture is so clear that mm-hmm. you can zoom in. So we could zoom in and out with the cameras more. So it was important for us to shoot it in 4K because that's what everything's being shot in now. Tw- up to 6, 8, 12K now. Yeah. I guess, but and to clarify real quick on the zooming in is yes. that's during the editing process. In the editing so process, we can lock a camera down and shoot a wide shot or a medium shot. Meaning, where a wide shot is like the whole room, a medium shot is where you maybe you just see one or two people or one person from their waist up, and then it would allow you to zoom in during the editing process on that person's face. Yeah, and, and it looks as if you're in a different camera angle, yeah. but it's the same camera, same camera, right? And it it's very handy. Very that. handy. So we wanted it to be as clean and clear, as crisp as possible, because we know we're doing just a movie that's a documentary and it needs to be, I don't know, it's got to have something to it, right? Yeah. It's got to look good. It's got to sound good. good. Right. So we set up our camera. So you had your one, I bought another one. And then midway through, I think I got an, a, a, a third one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I thought, you know, it'd be good if we had three of these, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency. So Matt Lanter and I have a tendency to do that. He, he will call me and go, have you tried this microphone? I'm like, oh, I haven't tried it. Oh, I'm going to get one. Okay, well, let me know. And then, uh, it's okay. Really, let me try it. And then, you know, yeah. so it's just gear. We like all this gear. So we got three cameras. We both had lighting kits. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of sound stuff. You had some sound stuff. We mm-hmm. actually ended up using your Zoom recorder more than my Zoom recorder because we had <laughs> one scene that we had some issues with the Zoom recorder. That's right. So we sit down and how do we make this movie? How do we tell this story? Well, first off, we need to make a list of all the actors that we need. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, as I mentioned, we fill the parts. So I play Gregory Davidson. The, the Originally, so y'all know, I did not write this movie for myself. I wrote this movie for Catherine Tabor and Tom Wilson. And I wanted Tom to play Gregory Davidson because Tom is a very accomplished artist. He's also a, a wonderful human being and a good man of God. And, and I, so when I wrote the movie all those years ago, mm-hmm. I wrote it, I wrote it with Tom Wilson's voice in my head. And I just thought, this, this, this is Tom's voice. This is how Tom, you know, so how would Tom say these lines? So I was going to make the movie then. We were doing casting for it back in LA. It was called Sons and Daughters. Kat was going to play Lydia and we were finding actors to play the sons and all that. And they needed to look like Tom Wilson. Right. And so we had found some very talented actors. In fact, AJ Lacasio, who is famous, of course, for doing Michael J. Fox's part of Marty McFly in the Back to the Future video game, where I played Doc Brown and and such. And Tom Wilson played Biff in that and all that. So AJ was a strong contender for playing the the, the younger son. Mm-hmm. And then we had another, Andy Cohen was probably going to play the older son. We had these things cast. I, I start casting this movie. And then I get a text from Tom the day I agree to cast, uh, I think it was Andy, and he says, I got a job in Vancouver, Canada, and it's a series and it's long running and I don't know. So I'm not going to be able to commit to your movie. And he says, you need to play Gregory Davidson. I say, I, <laughs> I can't play Gregory Davidson. I, you know, all this, I just, whatever. 
And he's like, I, I really believe, James, James, I think you should play this part. You, you're going to be perfect. It's going to be great. You know, and all that. So I love doing my Tom Wilson impression. So a couple of years go by and I'm praying about it. I'm taking it to church. I'm all of this stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, so we shoot some test footage. We're doing this. I was going to have my friend Rick Marcus help me with it and direct it and such. And because you're shooting it as a documentary, you really got to understand how, what the shots are going to be and all that. So we did a lot of pre-production work mm-hmm. on the movie. And then James Burns, who mm-hmm. we were talking about, came over and helped me shoot a couple of scenes with a couple other friends, Jay Steele and Rob Carpenter, who was James's partner on a couple of other film projects. They both, uh, the three of them rather, they came over for a day and we shot nine of Gregory Davidson's scenes. Yeah. Now at the time I needed, I knew I needed to look older than I am. And I wanted to make myself seem, I wanted Gregory to have some age, some wisdom and all that. So I grew my beard out and I have a very good Obi-Wan Kenobi beard. It grows. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not young Obi-Wan actually. I'm, I'm old. Hello there. I'm old Alec Guinness beard because right. my beard is white. white. Yeah. And so I grow the white beard out. I let my hair grow out a little longer. I thought that Gregory is kind of a product of the 80s and and 70s and 80s. And so he'd be kind of that kind of hip dude, you know, cool artist dude, linen shirts and and all of that. And and so I create this character of Gregory Davidson and we shoot these scenes and we shoot one of the, the, I think probably the most poignant scene. Mm -hmm. So you're listening to the podcast. You're going to get in more of the story here of of Hidden Blessings. And, And again, God willing, you'll all get to see the movie at some point. But there is kind of a setup in the film that Gregory lost his wife at an early age and that he was married to, you know, the love of his life. Mm-hmm. And they were crazy in love. They had a son and then they tried to get pregnant again. And it took many years. And then five years later, they finally have their second son. And then shortly thereafter, something tragic happens to his wife. And mm-hmm. now he's left to raise these two sons, which sets us up for the story of the prodigal son. Right. For me personally, Matt, I have always thought the prodigal son story is is just it's one of my favorite stories in the in the Bible, and it is a perfect story. And there's so many books that have been written about that, and they mm-hmm. all agree, pastors, theologians alike, they all say this is this is a perfect story. It is that Jesus tells about the love of God for right. us and how the Father loves the Son no matter what mm-hmm. He has done, and the Son could be the Son or the daughter, mm-hmm. and that's also why we called it Sons and Daughters originally. The movie, I thought, what a powerful story. Because all of us are the prodigal son. Right. All of us, as you talked about, have walked away from God at mm-hmm. times or have walked away from our family or the things that we know are actually important and probably mean something much more than we want to give them credit or validity to. Mm-hmm. And we walk away and we do our own thing. We're going to try it on our own. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, we end up coming back. So how will the father take us back? And the beautiful thing about the the prodigal son story is with open arms mm-hmm. running to the son. Oh, I, I, I tear up thinking about it right now. In the story of the prodigal son, Jesus tells the story of the, the, the young son leaves, asks for his inheritance. Now, what you have to understand is at the time, in, the, in that place and time to say, I'm asking for my inheritance while you're alive mm-hmm. was the biggest slap in the face yeah. you could imagine. Essentially saying, I wish you were dead. I wish you were dead. Yeah. Give me what's mine. Yeah. I'm done. I want out. And he's young and he goes off and, and, and the father obliges. Mm-hmm. He gives him his inheritance. He goes off, squanders all of the money, loses it all on worldly things, 
and then comes back mm-hmm. because he's finally he's eating with the pigs, which again was the lowest level you could get. And just to clarify, this is the actual biblical story. That, the actual, but yeah. I'm not telling a story. Yes, I'm sorry. That's not what we, <laughs> this isn't the story we tell. Right. We tell a variation of it. So that's the, yeah, the, the actual prodigal son story that Jesus tells. And then he comes back and how does the father, he comes running to him. He sees him coming from a long, a long way, way down off. the road yeah, yeah. and he comes running to him. And at the time, this is the neat, I, I heard this in, in uh, at one point at the time, typically that type of a family farm, family property would have been on, you know, long flat land. And yeah. so it would have been potentially a mile that he sees, you know, wow. this person coming and, and knows it's his son and just takes off running. Like there was this thing culturally at the time, you'd wear a tunic that would cover all the way down to your feet. Right. And there's this, this phrase called girding your loins. And that was a battle thing where the, the men who were going to battle would take their tunic and they'd pull it up and tie it. Yeah. So almost like shorts. So they can, yeah. Move around. Mobility. Right. Yeah. And so it was, it was not necessarily culturally appropriate to show your legs at yeah. the time. And so for the father to see his son and essentially throw his dignity to the side by revealing his legs to his servants, mm-hmm. he took off running by girding his loins, pulling his tunic up to reveal his feet and his legs to run to his son. And it was like, oof, yeah, yeah. what a powerful image. That is how much God loves us, mm-hmm. that whatever we do, if we then turn back to him and say, you're right, if you would have me, broken and uh, wretched as I am, I'm yours. Regardless of what you were doing or where you are in your life. Yeah. Regardless. Regardless. And so that is a powerful story. It is. There's a second half of that story in the Bible that is so powerful as well, which is the older son. And the older son stayed, mm-hmm. did all the right things, always was there with the father. And he gets pretty bent when the younger son comes home and is like, hey, I've done everything <laughs> right. And so there's many times in our lives, I think, where we are that son as well. Mm-hmm. We're like, God, come on. I'm doing all the right things. I am listening. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing everything you say. What about me, man? Yeah. And he's like, what about you? You're fine. You're good. I've I've always been. If you need something, I'm here. Yeah. It doesn't say what about you like in a way like, yeah, yeah. But he's like, yes, I'm here. Yeah. All you had to do was ask. (laughs) And that's the lesson. I've always always fascinated by that story because there's never a mention of a mother in, in the story. And so I thought, well, it would be really interesting if, there was a tragedy mm-hmm. that took the mother away from them. And in turn, it helps to make tension between those two sons. Yeah. So in my vision and in the story that I wrote, there's always this thought that the older son really kind of resents the younger son. Yeah. And I don't want to give too much away about it, but because he kind of feels that he's to blame for his mother's passing. Mm-hmm. And so that was built into this story. Our story. Now jump into our actual story, Hidden Blessings. So uh, another quick thing, I th- I'm sure you know this. I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, Jamie Thomason is a very wonderful voice casting director and voiceover director. And he directed me in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He directed me in, oh my gosh, countless, countless projects I've worked with Jamie. And Jamie is a, a, a good guy, a good friend of mine. And I, years back when I had written the script and had put my pitch deck together for mm-hmm. it. They call it a pitch deck. Like a deck of cards. Yeah. It's yeah. A, Bunch of images. Yeah. That kind of lays out the story. So when you're pitching your movie to filmmakers and stuff, you can then go, here's what it is in a nutshell. And it kind of shows all of the basics of it. So I had shown this to Jamie and he's like, 
the whole movie is about this guy's paintings, this painter, Gregory Davidson, who has painted these paintings called Hidden Blessings. And they're about this painting that you can't ever see. There, It's a hidden painting mm-hmm. within a painting. He's like, you should call the movie Hidden Blessings. And we had called his sons and daughters, uh, Kat, Tabor, and I kind of come up with that name and because it was in, intertwining both the sons and the daughters. And I think it's a great name. And it was scriptural mm-hmm. as well. Sons and daughters are mentioned all the time in, in, in biblical uh, verses. But when I knew I was going to make the movie now, and I wasn't able to make it with Kat, and I wasn't able to make it with Tom, I, I thought, I want to change it up a little. Mm-hmm. And I went back to Jamie's thought of Hidden Blessings. And I thought, you know what? It calls more attention to the paintings of that. It's a great title. Mm-hmm. And so I, I changed it to Hidden Blessings and, you know, did a couple of little tweaks on the script, mm-hmm. changed some things. I had, to, I had to make the sons younger because they were my sons. And that was the other thing. There's the, the big question in this movie is, is Lydia Drake actually Gregory Davidson's long lost daughter? Right. And the answer is, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> so how do we tell this? story without giving away too many things Mm -hmm. how you know how do we make it exciting how do you put in all of these things so i think you know the script i locked myself up in a hotel room and wrote the script in the course of two two days Mm -hmm. in a in a hotel and then after that forever after that you're rewriting rewriting, you know changing it but pretty good to do that and that was a few years back there's actually a video on my youtube channel that shows the whole i documented that which was kind of fun and this is the movie. And there's a lot of people listening that have been following this movie for a very long time mm. going, when is this movie going to be? The movie's made. It's been made for almost a year now. It's done. We're just trying to get it out there. Yeah. So that's the other thing. We, Boy, we're jumping all over. This is going to be a multiple episode. <laughs> it's a series, man. It's a series on <laughs> Hidden Blessings. Yeah. we. You know, the whole thing is we've talked about this before that we should just have a separate podcast. Yeah, for sure. And maybe we should have a separate one called Hidden Blessings and we just talk about it and we talk about our faith experiences uh, yeah. and- because we, you know, we're very good friends. We sit and have these conversations, whether there's two microphones. We should be microphones. recording this. That's what we say <laughs> all the time. Such a good conversation. So we're doing it finally here. And I think it's going very well. It's quite fun to actually talk about this stuff. But so the movie itself, is there anything? I'm, I talk a lot. You can jump in. Is there anything you want to touch on? I think the one area that we've talked about in front of folks before is the idea that the, the question that we asked, which is, and you asked, and then we clarified, what would happen if... Right? Yeah, I like because I think put that, I yeah. think the 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 neat part, the unique part about this is not just that it's shot as a documentary; mm-hmm. it's the fact that we never break that wall. No, it, breaking a wall, coming up in theater, and I know it's, it works the same for film and television. Is as an actor on stage, you don't recognize the audience, you don't acknowledge them, and if you do acknowledge them, where you're leaving the show to go talk to the audience because you're in this magical world of the show. It's called breaking the fourth wall. So there's imaginary wall, the TV right. screen, the film screen, or the the, the, the there, edge yeah. of the stage is this fourth wall. And you, you turn to the audience and you speak directly to them. And so the breaking that wall is something that we chose not to do right. on this so that our cameras, we asked the question, what would happen if a documentary film crew was filming something intentionally and then accidentally caught something else. Yeah, which I think is a great way of storytelling. Right. Okay, so that is the end of part one of this interview because it ended up, we talked for hours and we told some of Matt's story and all that. I ended up cutting a lot of that out. I'm going to make that a separate episode. 
but we get into, we dive into a lot more of Hidden Blessings. I don't know if any of this is interesting to any of you or not. It's fun for us as filmmakers to kind of look back and see all of this and to credit all the wonderful people, the talented people that were part of this movie. So we've got another part that's coming up next week. I'm going to do part two. I'm going to run these right in a row so you can you can listen through and learn about Hidden Blessings if you're interested. If not, we've got more episodes coming up where I'm taking all of your questions and everything. Excuse me, I, I, my, I'm, my voice is thrashed right now because I just got back from a Comic-Con and I got sick. And yeah, anyways, more to come on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Part two of the Hidden Blessings interview with Matthew Buds, my producing partner in the film next week and for now let's do that legal mumbo jumbo mr announcer guy talking to myself the james arnold taylor podcast is a production of yumigo inc recorded at chat studios engineered written recorded and produced by you guessed it james arnold taylor all voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only all music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks digital juice production tracks and partners in rhyme James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. Copyright 2024. All rights reserved. Thank you all so much for hanging out, sticking with me here on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you share it. I hope you spread the word about this show. Just trying to get people to listen to it and take it all in. And I hope that you know how important you are to this world, okay? I'm talking about all the things I did here. You need to know you're doing stuff. It matters. It's important. You are a beautiful soul in this world. God loves you, and I love you, and I thank you for your time. And this is the part where I say goodbye.